This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 264, The Cloverfield Franchise Paradox. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did so wise, was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello and welcome once again to another episode of Strangers and Aliens. And I'm Ben, Ben Avery, here to, to welcome you, as I just did, to this episode. But I'm not alone. Two other people are here. I'm going to leave it up to them if they're going to welcome you or not. Those people are Evan David. Hello. And Steve McDonald. I welcome you. Okay. So Evan does not welcome you, everyone. But Steve does, and that's correct. good. Two out of three correct. is not shabby. I mean... Sure. Yeah, I'm now I feel like if I do welcome them, I'm just doing it to appease you guys. Yes, that's how it would appear. Mm-hmm. So it would appear that I way, just, but it would also appear that you're doing it to appease the listeners. True. No, ain't nothing wrong with that. Right. You're well, not, you're not pandering. You're appeasing. Listeners, <laughs> make yourself at home. Put up your feet. Take off your coat. There we go. There's milk in the fridge. I'll sit here. Yes. And, right, then. and in my house, you can have tea. So your choice is milk, tea, or Steve? Lemonade. Lemonade. You choose cool which house. Drink? Which house are you going to be in on this cold, cold, cold night? Man. It's been a it's been an interesting winter. But we're not here to talk about the weather. We're here to talk about Cloverfield. <laughs> the Cloverfield yeah. franchise. <laughs> for some reason so, you got it yeah yeah so there's there's four movies now well there's three movies now one's upcoming right so that's not here yet um but the one that's upcoming it sounds interesting but we're not going to spoil things so here's the deal first bit non-spoiler we're going to talk about the franchise in general terms and then we're going to talk about the movie in general terms we may spoil things from the first two movies during this portion, but they've been out for a while. Uh, one of them's been out for almost 10 years and the other one's been mm-hmm. out for almost two years, I think. Yeah. If not two years. Um, yeah. But we are not going to spoil the one that just hit Netflix a couple weeks ago when they dropped some sort of commercial during the Super Bowl. Yeah. And said it's coming and it's coming right after the Super Bowl. And I didn't see it that way. Um, the way I knew about it was because my wife and I were turning on Netflix and getting ready to watch uh, Comedians in Cars getting coffee or whatever that's called. And, <laughs> I just uh, watched that today. Uh, 
And so, but as we are looking at it, they have that preview of upcoming things. And the preview was the Cloverfield paradox coming after the Super Bowl. <laughs> and so I did not stay up to watch it that night. Instead, I watched an episode of Star Trek Discovery because that also dropped the same night and it was shorter and I was tired and I needed to go to bed. <laughs> but I did watch it not too long afterward. And now all three of us have seen the Cloverfield paradox, correct? Correct. Yes. If okay. you want to call it that, yeah. Well, that's the name of it. That's why I wanted to call it that. No, I mean actually seeing it. Oh, it's oh, sort of like you endured it. Uh, well, I, let, let's not get into that just yet. I, <laughs> well, I, I, I just picking at nits. <laughs> I, I can't wait to talk about this thing because as I'm watching it, I'm having reactions and I'm wondering, what would Steve think about this? <laughs> and I'm also wondering, and I'm not you kidding. I, I, I'm not kidding. As I'm watching it, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, huh, I know Evan was really looking forward to this. In fact, he said that this is one of his favorite franchises mm -hmm. uh, because of the way they released this movie. And I'm thinking to myself, is the viral marketing for these three movies going to be uh, the one thing that Evan can hold on to with all three of these movies that at least the franchise has kept that up? Uh, I was Am I missing? Do you guys not like these movies? Uh, wait, we're, we're talking about <laughs> the franchise in general right now. Okay. I've seen three of these movies. I've Why would three. I not like at least something about them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it when we actually get into, you know, talking about the franchise. But right now, this is what brought us in is we were expecting this movie to hit theaters sometime this year. Mm -hmm. And then it hit Netflix. Without warning. Without any warning at all. It just Super Bowl commercial advertisement on netflix for people who weren't watching the super bowl and and then there it was and this movie like clover 10 cloverfield lane this one was not originally going to be a part of the cloverfield franchise it was written under a different name uh I, it had an original spec script and then it had uh the title was i think god particle is that right i think yes. so yeah but then they changed it to the Cloverfield Paradox. And there's some really interesting thing going on with this movie. But the first movie was Cloverfield. And Evan, do you remember when uh, people thought this might be a Voltron movie? Uh, <laughs> vaguely, because at that point in time, I wasn't very familiar with Voltron either. Some yeah. people were speculating that it was going to be Godzilla also. Um, yeah. yeah but, they, Cloverfield was actually kind of the code name given to this thing like blue harvest for you know a right. star wars movie um so people wouldn't know what it was then they just kept the name and used it within within the movie and it was found footage basically yeah it was a kaiju movie it was all about yep. people running around a one group of people running around the the streets of the city while the city is getting destroyed by a godzilla-esque type of creature yeah blair witch project meets godzilla exactly yeah. yep and when it was released the trailer came out i believe with transformers the first one and uh there when it, the trailer appeared there was no title attached to the trailer uh just a date mm -hmm. and it's so i'm trying to remember i think it was just a bunch of screaming and then yeah it was, and it then was like a party, the and statue then... of ladies statue of liberty's head yep yep or something I, it was very vague Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and so the the marketing for that one was brilliant. Yes, it uh, was. And it wasn't so far into the found footage. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Trope or style. Yeah. Genre. Yeah. Maybe even genre. Yeah. It wasn't so far into that, that everyone was tired of it. It was still, Hey, we're still doing something kind of fresh with this style of, of footage. Um, and they worked really hard to make it make sense. Yeah. There was like a story. I mean, like, like the individual characters were going through like drama Uh and then this happens, you know, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not like a, a documentary footage that you would, you know, sort of, you know, cut unnecessary characters or, you know, obviously these, these plot lines and end up in, you know, well, this is, this is the, this is the one that's 10 years old. So if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it yet, then I'm going to ruin it for you. All of these, all of these stories of these people that you're watching end up in, in death. You know, that's how they, they just end. You know, there's no resolution for their little mini stories, their little dramas going on in their lives. They, they just all die. So there's not that sense of like a, a documentary, like you're trying to document the events of the day, the important stuff. You're getting all this like little picayune stuff, all this little, you know, couples getting together and going to a party and, you know, all the stuff that, that would, I mean, you would normally see in your regular life. And that, that was like the beauty of it because it just seemed so natural and normal and mundane until a monster. comes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and what was interesting is this is in the day of tape. And when you would actually put a tape in and, and there's actually footage of the tape that you would record over something maybe and that's what happened was the all the monster stuff uh every once in a while cut out and it would cut back to something that happened you know weeks before or whatever uh so you're seeing the end of a relationship kind of in the beginning of this relationship and in flashback but the flashback actually fits the found footage format of the tape is going along and oops here's something that didn't get recorded over and it's them at a amusement park and so you're also seeing what potentially is the beginning of the monster because when you get to the very end you see uh, uh like a falling star in the skyline and it landing in the ocean and is that the monster is that some radioactive rock that's going to cause the monster to be you don't know what it is they don't explain everything right they don't explain much of anything uh well but, actually well in uh, the movie yeah, in the movie, they no. don't. <laughs> if th- then there's the 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 ARG augmented reality game game, yes, which is some which is my favorite part of the franchise is because with th- the viral marketing for this stuff is so in depth, and they really don't uh, spoon feed you anything. You have to go out and figure it out yourself. Uh, they don't give you clues. You just have to figure it out or so go the to end, the website of somebody who has figured it out. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But even, even for the end of the first movie, you, uh, it's ambiguous whether or not the creature lives or dies. Um, but then you go to the end credits and you hear a, a voice say, help us. But actually it's not help us because if you play it backwards, it's crystal clear says it's still alive. Who thinks to play it backwards? 
but know. someone did and they and they thought to have it backwards in the credits it's just so in depth there's layers upon layers of mystery and crazy stuff to figure out and piece together it's really cool if you're one of those people who does that if you're just going yes. to see a movie you're seeing a good movie though with this that's yeah that's the one thing yeah. is you you have the marketing and and the other stuff with the franchise that's great and it's good and it's interesting and it can be a lot of fun if you have the time to do that but if you don't you're just and you just have the time to watch a movie in this movie you're getting a pretty decent monster movie and there are some poor parts maybe where you kind of get on with it show us the monster um they are very they hide the monster quite a bit and it's mm-hmm. only a couple shots where you actually get to see the monster. And there are some ridiculous parts where it's like, why are they still doing the camera? Um, but, you know, they even like make – they find batteries on the street, you know, in a, in a battery <laughs> store. You know, they loot a battery store, get batteries, extra batteries for the thing so that they can keep shooting. And um, and the actors in it, they, they're all decent and they're all, you know, fairly believable. It's just regular people with different personalities. And – my my barometer for or one of them for a good monster movie, especially a kaiju movie, is is what's going on with the people as important or part of what's going on with the monsters. And in this case, the story is the people. The monsters are just the thing that they're trying to get around and get through. It could be an avalanche. It could be a, a boat that's been, been turned upside down in the middle of the ocean. Uh, but in this case, it's these characters going through this monster apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in this one city, maybe it might be more. Who knows? <laughs> so then we have the other surprise, and that was Ten Cloverfield Lane, another Cloverfield movie. And at this point, the way it felt was okay. It's it's a franchise like I heard people compare this to it in uh, Twilight Zone. Okay, you yeah, know, Rod Serling, he is introducing every episode he's the one thing that links them all together but he's not a part of the story he's a storyteller he's the storytelling engine so to speak and so then you have the same kind of thing here completely unrelated and yet not quite unrelated because there's little easter eggs from bad robot that are in these two movies and even in star trek uh the star trek movie i mean mm-hmm. um and so there's easter eggs but that doesn't mean that they're sequels you know, or, or right. it doesn't mean that they're connected other than by, by the creators, the people behind it. But 10 Cloverfield Lane was not written to be a Cloverfield movie. It was written to be a th- one room thriller. <laughs> and then right. that, that turns Super into low some, budget. Yeah. A low budget movie that saves up the budget for the very end. Uh, because the very end, while it did go through some changes, was basically the same idea of they're in a bunker. And this woman wakes up in a bunker after being in a car crash. And John Goodman, who I love John Goodman. <laughs> I absolutely love John Goodman. I used to watch Roseanne because John Goodman. Yeah. He, I, he's, he's just good. he's a great, amiable looking, feeling guy. But when he does menacing, it's scary. Yeah. Because he's also a scary yeah. presence. And he, he, or he yeah. can be. And which is why he's perfect for Monsters Incorporated. he's perfect as a lovable monster because he is a lovable monster he can be scary um and so she's in this bunker with him and he says you can't go because the the atmosphere is destroyed it's poison something happened 
what? Who knows? Nuclear war? Terrorist warfare? Aliens? Who knows what it is? Yep. Yep. And so it becomes this this thing where she's trying to figure out, is it true? Is he telling the truth? It looks like he is, but it still could be a setup. And is he just holding her here to control her and to kind of create uh, this controlled world that he needs? Because it turns out he, he isn't as nice as he seems, whether he's telling the truth or not. And I don't know. I don't know if we want to spoil this one, but act three just goes crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And let's not spoil it. Yeah. Act act three, just, she's trying to escape. He's trying to stop her. And, and then it's all this big kind of almost metaphor of like domestic abuse, you know, where Mm. you've got the person trapped in the situation who desperately wants to get out, but is told she can't get out. And, and I don't know if it's because of, you know, some of the people I've interacted with, around the time of that movie, but it just, it just struck me as just, Oh my goodness, like she's trapped, you know, and, um, goes off the rails. And in the spoiler section, we will end up having to talk about the ending because we're going to talk about some of the linkages or not linkages between these movies. Cause that's one of the questions. Mm-hmm. Are they linked or are they not linked? Right. I, I don't know. In my mind, I can make a good case for both. So, yep. So I'm very curious what you guys are thinking about that too. Uh, well, so- with the new evidence that has come to light with this new movie, there's some things to talk about. Well, there are some things to talk about. More things to talk about than um, than I ever thought there would be after the first two movies. But uh, yeah, so completely different movie. This movie could have been a one room play, honestly. Yep. Um, yep. And maybe for the third act, uh, you would actually just go out into the audience, so you don't you don't have to build another set. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was super low budget, very tense. I enjoyed watching it in the theater, and we actually have a review episode. I think I might have done it by myself. Um, I'll have to look and see what episode number that is, but um, get our thoughts there or my thoughts anyway. So yeah. 10 Cloverfield Lane comes along and it just comes out of nowhere. Just all of a sudden it's in theaters. And what was the, what was the marketing on this one? What, what got you with the marketing on this one, Evan? Uh, just, just the fact that it came out of nowhere. Okay. Just like, the- like I didn't, I didn't follow uh, the viral marketing like websites as much as I did with the first one. But that, that is my favorite part about this movie series is they give you no forewarning. They just do crazy weird stuff. Unlike any other movie marketing out there, like the, the new, the Super Bowl thing just is unprecedented. <laughs> and especially with, with the like JJ Abrams attached to this, it's like a big budget ish movie. Um, I just, I just love that they give you no forewarning and, or you think it's going to be something else. And then they're like, nah, surprise it's Cloverfield. What? (laughs) Well, one of the things that J.J. Abrams is a big fan of is this mystery box idea, Mm -hmm. you know, and he has this briefcase that he bought and he's never going to open, even though there's something inside of it. But he bought it at a secondhand Goodwill type store, maybe more upscale than that. I don't know. But he's never going to open it ever to find out what's inside. (laughs) And it's kind of the idea that, you know, as long as he doesn't open it, what's inside is limitless. It could be anything. 
or almost yeah. anything as long as it fits inside of it. And if he opens it and he finds out, then it, the mystery is gone. And for him, he the the mystery is almost better than the thing itself. Mm. Yeah, you know, and and so that that does come out in in his movies and in some of the try, things they try to do with the marketing. Um, you know, like Benedict Cumberbatch is not Khan. No, we promise he's not Khan. He's not Khan in Star Trek Into Darkness. The it's not Khan. We promise you. It's not con. And then you go see the movie and it's totally con. Yeah. And, and, and it's like not even like a reveal at the end of the movie. It's like, yeah, halfway through. five minutes into the movie. Guess what? We were lying to you. Uh, hi, I'm con. Hello. My name yeah, is con. exactly. Um, he like just steps out of the mystery box. And, and so I think there is some truth in some ways to the idea of, you know, once the mystery is revealed, now, in that case, they're actually just lying straight up about the mystery. But, um, yeah, and so that that that's a part of the the marketing for the Cloverfield franchise. I think is is that idea of you don't know what this thing is, but you want to see it. You know, Cloverfield. What are these weird noises and and random images form? You know, and we're not going to show you the monster all in one place. And when you finally see the monster in toy form. It, it does look a little stupid, I think. <laughs> but when you see it in just these bits and pieces, you know, it, you know, it follows the the alien and, and Jaws model, where you, just because you can't see the whole thing doesn't mean it's not intimidating and scary. It actually is more so in some ways, right? Because, well, in, in Jaws and Alien's case, because you know you can see the zipper, or you can see <laughs> that thing does not move like a real animal at all right um right yeah so that's yeah so steve do you like that side of it the the unknown the the marketing the hey we're gonna try and surprise you the it's interesting because you you know like like evan said you you don't know what to expect i sort of like knowing a little bit of something going into a movie because you know, if, if it's five minutes in and you're just sort of like, Oh, I didn't want to see, you know, or eh, this isn't really what I, I want. I want something, you know, but of course you, you just wait a couple of days and you listen to a couple of reviews or something and, and you know, that'll, that'll be fine. So I'm not as, as sold on that. Like as a kid, you know, I, I would go into video shops and stuff and just pick stuff up and be like, let's see this. This looks weird, you know, mm-hmm. and would just go home and, and watch it and, you know, sometimes be pleasantly surprised. Most of the times not. But, you know, at least it's an experience. And, you know, when I used to do that with my friends, it was a shared experience. And that's what made it fun, you know. So nowadays I don't really have that luxury or the option most of the times either because you know if i'm watching a movie i'm taking my whole family you know so or or on the rare chances that i'm not i want to see something that i want to see i don't want (laughs) to you know be so it's like going to an ice cream uh, place and just saying surprise me and they give you you know like uh, who knows you know raspberry coffee licorice flavor or something and you're just like 
whoa, I just spent $3 on something that I'm going to try to pry out of my mouth with a crowbar when I get home or something. You know, you, you don't want that. You know, it, me personally, that I don't, I don't anyway. So, you know, it, I understand it. And I think it's sort of like a nice little twist that they put on it because there's so many people that go out and see movies the first night. And sometimes that's what's going to get them. You know, it's like, oh, we don't know anything about this movie. Let's see it. So, you know, I, I do understand the little genius tweak behind that. Um, that being said, you know, after the first movie, um, I, it was kind of weird for me because I saw the second movie first. And oh, really? I, hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't see Cloverfield when it came out. And then I heard everything about it and stuff like that. And, and you know, so I, I it didn't seem like it was anything that was so pivotal that I had to see. It was sort of like if you've seen a Godzilla movie, especially a modern one, and you've seen uh, Blair Witch Project, you've, you can pretty much put the two together and imagine what the film was going to be like. So I was just sort of like, oh, okay, no big deal. Miss it. And then I, uh, I think I just I had the op- option of seeing a couple different movies, and Cloverfield Lane was like getting good reviews and stuff. And I was like, I, I, I saw it alone. I, I think it was on a, one of my school bus trips, charters, in, and I had like, you know, five hours in between, and I was able to sneak in a movie, which happens sometimes if I, you know, go like you know, two hours away from where I am. But they pay you for the whole day, and then you can either just sit on the bus or go somewhere or whatever. Um, and uh, sometimes it comes back to bite you because when I went to see uh, Robocop, um, <laughs> There was like I, I'm 40, still sorry about that, man. <laughs> there was like 45 minutes of of, uh, of trailers and stuff, and I was like, "Can we start the movie? I sort of have to get out of here in a little while." And halfway through the movie, I got the call. But um, this one that didn't happen. I was able to see the whole movie, and um, and it interested me enough to say, "Hmm, what are these things at the end? You know, what's going on here?" And uh, and then when I had the chance to see Cloverfield, I said, "Okay." I'm going to sit down and watch this. And, uh, and that's when I saw the the second, the first one. And I was like, that's kind of cool, you know, in, in a retro way. Um, I thought Blair Witch Project was going to be the last of the handheld video camera type movies that you could really pull off. And this one was really kind of stretching it, but you had to go with it because, you know, it, Otherwise, it it just the movie would have just ended. So you have to say at some point you have to say to yourself, all these things have to happen. You know, it's, it's because these things happen that you have the movie. If you didn't have these things happening, you wouldn't have the movie. So they have to happen. You know, it's not just a coincidence that they, you know, find something on the street or break into a store at the right time, whatever. It has to happen for them to have a full movie. So if you think about it that way, it's, it sort of doesn't affect you as negatively. You know, sometimes things happen in a movie because movie, you know, and Mm -hmm. this isn't, this isn't it. This happens because if you don't have this, you don't have the movie. Um, and I liked that aspect of it. So going forward, it's going to be kind of really difficult unless, video really starts to get a a huge resurgence. Um, I don't see this happening again. It's like when people put out mixtapes, you know, like the guy that did, uh, the Hamilton show, he 
he puts out like actual mixtapes of the music because he wants someone to experience it all the way through. Like if you have to sit down and watch the play, it's not like you can fast forward it or leave and come back and, you know, just at the times you want, you're forced to go through the whole thing. So, you know, you have this one thing when it's, he's, he, he doesn't want to put out an album where you can just hunt and, and pack and, and pick and choose the songs you want. He wants to put out a mixtape. So you have to sit there and listen to them in the order that he's given them, you know? So I, I think that's kind of interesting when, when that happens, it's very difficult to do nowadays just because everything's digital. Yeah. But uh, when I saw this, it was I didn't even know this was coming up, this third one. And then uh, you guys mentioned it and that we were going to do the show. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll I guess I'll have to see it. And I wasn't, you know, just completely dead set against it. You know, I, I heard some things about it that were sort of interesting. And then I started to hear negative reviews and stuff. But I'm like, you know what? Why don't I watch it and make up my own mind? How about that? Is that an option, people? <laughs> you know, um, and I, you know, I understand and I respect when people go out there and they actually take the time and, and write a, a reasonable review and all that stuff. And sometimes it's because they want to warn you away from movies. They want to warn you away from junk so you don't waste your time. And I understand that. And, you know, I think that's part partially what we do, too. You know, it's sort of a service we provide. <laughs> there are some things where it is a matter of we saw it, so you don't have to see it, you know. Right. And, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk specifically these three movies then. Okay. In vague-ish terms, let's rate them as far as uh, – let's go one to five Clover Fields. Okay. Um, how much you liked it? And, and a little bit of why, and then we're going to play the spoiler organ and get into sp some specific spoilers about the Cloverfield Paradox, which is the reason we're even doing this episode. Um, by the way, I can't find I, – I we did not do an episode of 10 Cloverfield Lane in March of – I thought you did. I, I can't find it. In March of 2008 huh. – or 2016, rather. In March of 2016, we did a Don Bluth retrospective. We did a topic that was the return of old heroes – and how they when they make their return as an older hero. So Star Wars was one of those uh, Indiana Jones where the hero ages and then they do a, a return. Uh, why can't we all just get along is the time order tradition of um, of heroes battling heroes. Batman versus Superman. What's the actual argument? <laughs> and then Batman versus <laughs> Superman road trip. That's our March episodes. I can't find a Cloverfield a 10 Cloverfield Lane episode. Wow. So okay. I thought I did an episode. I'm positive I did. And I, I'm wondering if it got like packed into a. Another one. A different episode that had different stuff in it. Like other movies hmm. or something. But I, right. I can't find it. Like a retrospective of a lot of different movies at the same time. Yeah. But March 8th was the release date. Of of Ten Cloverfield Lane, and I was there opening weekend. I know that, and I sat next to that girl who was on her phone. It was the first time I got <laughs> to pick my own seat when I went to the theater, and I had to pick my own seat. And I thought, oh, I'll, I'll just pick a seat one seat away from this person 
so that there's, you know, if, if the theater doesn't fill up, there's at least a seat in between and, and maybe no one's going to take that seat. And then right. there's like five people in the theater. And so I'm sitting one seat away from this like 20 something girl. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what is she thinking about this, this guy sitting next to her? And then she looked at her, <laughs> she was on her phone the entire time, the entire time. And when something crazy awesome would happen, I'd be like, oh, and then I'd look over to see if she's even looking and she's not. <laughs> all right so if i didn't ever do this episode that's what i would have said about my movie going experience for 10 cloverfield lane but cloverfield gentlemen how many cloverfields out of five would you give the original and a brief explanation of of why and we've already talked a little bit about some of the whys so if you have something new to add do that but don't you don't have to cover what you've already said Evan? I give it a I give it a three point five. Okay. So I I was I'm hesitant about recommending any of these movies because they're a little they're a little raw for me. Um, the language is a little too strong, and the violence is a little too violent. Um, so. I got to put that caveat on all of these. I think, and yet none of them are uh, R-rated. Correct. Yes, they're all PG thirteen. So, but I, you know, you know me. I'm not a, I'm not a horror thriller guy, and these are skirting the line, uh, for me. So just put that caveat in for all of them. But I, like I said, I love the marketing. I love the the secretness, and I do like the. Uh, subject matter that comes out of these like giant monsters and such mm-hmm. um so yeah 3.5 because i it's a how often do we get american-made giant monster movies that are uh done well so right yep 3.5 okay this is this is one of the movies where i was ye- talking to the screen and ben and i were talking i think last week about how how I talk at the screen in movies. And most of the times I talk to myself, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I say, Oh, that's dumb. Or, Oh, that was so cool. <laughs> or that's awesome. But this time I was talking to the characters on the screen. <laughs> I was saying, don't, wow. don't turn that light on. Cause you know, whatever you're going to see is just not going to be good. Just start running, just start running, turn off that night vision. That's all I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> the screen so yeah 3.5 for me all right steve i think i i would probably give it a four okay because it's it's very enjoyable you know especially for probably being the last artifact of movies you know hand homemade movies being made on actual film um so you know you it's not perfect. It's not, you know, it's, it's not even a, a Godzilla movie. Um, you know, Godzilla, you have the name and all that stuff and, and, you know, it, bad or good, at least you have Godzilla. It's like, I just, I just watched that, uh, oh, that terrible one from like the late nineties, the American version. And, um, you know, it, at the very least, it's like, you know, it, as bad as it was, at least you felt like Godzilla was there. So it's at least, at least you get that. And like, you know, as, as bad as, at least the scenes with Godzilla are kind of cool. And 
the name is there. So it's like, it's almost like you and Godzilla are going through it together. <laughs> <laughs> and so, in this you know, one, you're going through it together with the characters. Yeah. Right. So yeah. the, and, the Godzilla and, is the victim in that one. Right. But, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, but that. And, and Evan's and, talking to the screen. Godzilla, don't go. Don't don't step in front of the camera. No, nope, no. Nope, you don't <laughs> want to be there. Go. <laughs> I like that movie, guys. Just going to go well, ahead and say that now. Well, we're still praying for you, buddy. Okay, thanks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <That's sad. laughs> Did you give your rating? You gave it a four. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I gave it a four. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go with a, a three five two three point five, uh, and and honestly, the reason it's that low, it's well crafted, it's well made, it's a clever use of found footage. But I don't like found footage. They're ridiculous yeah. to me. They are ridiculous to me, especially it's just the all the gymnastics you have to go through to actually have the footage in the first place, to actually have it created in the first place. But uh, it's fun. No, not always. <laughs> rarely. For me, rarely is it fun. Uh, I can appreciate a movie that's found footage and I can still watch it and enjoy it. But the found footage aspect of things really bugs me. Uh, it just I, I don't enjoy the found footage ness of of those movies and this is one of those this is one that yeah i appreciate the craft i like the characters um you, you're talking about it's it's a rough movie i mean there's some grisly stuff that happens in this movie mm-hmm. and there's some really tense situations that happen in this movie and a lot of those tense situations dude turn off the camera and just run you know yeah. and or turn off the camera and help your friend Uh, honestly you know just just turn it off you know you don't want the camera getting in your way when you're trying to live um this is before gopros well yeah that's true that's true uh anyway it it just i liked it and but because it's found footage that that that's just a ding for me um even back then it wasn't at the end of the trend it was still early enough that it wasn't where everyone's like, Oh, another one or where it was early enough that it was just starting to be something that independent filmmakers were realizing, Hey, we can do Blair, Witch, and movie companies are like, Hey, Blair, Witch made so much money, you know? And, but now it's like every indie film, you know, you're, you're going through Netflix. If you look at anything, that's not a big, blockbuster it's gonna be found footage really well not no not really i'm exaggerating but <laughs> every single but i didn't lot. even know there were that many of them well that's because you don't like watching horror movies right yeah that's very true you know see i'm and, i'm looking at, at the the list of the horror movies and i'm like oh that one looks a little interesting kind of a tweak no oh it's found footage <laughs> and it's just and I'm a huge fan of like actual found footage. I'm like like one of those people where like if if uh, someone accidentally dials me, I'll like stay listening on the phone because I never know what I'm gonna hear. It's not like I'm trying to listen to it like for a weird purpose or something, but you never know. You know, like so. When, when, we, I don't know if I'd be. We, no, we we actually have <laughs> like we we actually have like some some video footage from like when we used to have uh a actual video, and you know sometimes like someone will will put the the video in a bag, and it'll uh, accidentally turn on, 
And so you just see like the movement of the bag and like the, the, the sky and then the inside of the bag, the sky, the inside of the bag, the sky, the inside of the bag. And you hear like these muffled voices in the background. And I'm always like, yeah, I'll stay, I'll stay and watch that for a while. You know, <laughs> well, you're hearing it. You're seeing an artifact of, of just life is what, what's happening yeah. there. The the yeah. thing is, you know, with Blair, Witch, when they, when they first did Blair, Witch, they're like, this was real. And that was part of the viral marketing for Blair, Witch was, this was a real yeah. thing that right. happened and they found it. And, and there were people coming out of the theater when I saw the movie who were talking about like, so that was real. Wow. And what, <laughs> yes. what, what happened? And my, I, I had a friend who saw it. He didn't see it with me. Uh, but he and I were talking about, it and he's like, Ben, I couldn't even walk near a forest. I couldn't drive through a forest <laughs> after seeing that movie. And it just freaked him out so much. And he knew it wasn't real. I mean, anyway. Yeah. So that's, that's Cloverfield. It was a nice surprise. I did like it. I bought it and I, I watched it a couple times on DVD uh, after the fact because it was a monster movie, a modern monster movie that, mm-hmm. you know, was something different. 10 Cloverfield Lane. I'm going to start with that one. I give that one a 4.5. I adore that movie. It is so good. And the performances are so good. And it is a fantastic movie. Forget the franchise. The franchise, this is one of those situations where you're like, yes, this is a movie that has a franchise name on it that's going to get people to come because they recognize the franchise name. Mm -hmm. Bad Robot, they recognize that. J.J. Abrams, producer, they'll recognize that. Cloverfield in the name, they recognize that. It's like the Marvel effect. If it's a Marvel movie, people are going to see it. And in this case, I feel like they got a stronger and bigger box office audience because of the name. And so I was glad that that happened for this indie sci-fi movie. And I really enjoyed it. So that's, that's me with 10 Cloverfield lane Four Cloverfields out of five. Evan, what do you think? Uh, probably a 3.5 again. And, uh, for, for the same reasons, cause it's a little, little, uh, violent and little, little languagey, and uh, it's scary. It's a lot tensey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that all being said, though, uh, like you said, great acting. Uh, I like the. It's very interesting how it's all enclosed, and then there's that third act. But man, I watched it on VidAngel, and it's still very tense. <laughs> well, it was it was super tense. So. It, it, it's and it's rising tension. That's the other thing. Is yeah, the yeah. the whole movie is all about rising tension and not much release. Uh, you know, because yeah. it, it's it's not just rising tension, rising tension. Boom! Here's a scare, and now we're gonna move over to this place. Rising tension. No, it's just rising tension, rising tension, rising tension. More rising tension. <laughs> more rising <laughs> tension. A little bit of nope, nope. More rise. It just. And it, it until you get to act three and then it's a different kind of tension that comes out of that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think 4.5 for me as well. All right. So that, All right. that's strong review reviews for both of these movies, I think. Uh, and, and pretty strong agreement that the movies are, are, are done well and, and good movies. Yeah. Not, maybe not great for both of them, 
maybe not consensus of greatness, but definitely consensus of goodness. The Cloverfield Paradox. We are not going to spoil, but this is our moment for spoiler-free reveal or review. We will reveal the mystery box of our spoilers after we play the spoiler organ. But, uh, Steve, let's start with you. What do you give the Cloverfield Paradox? This is tough because it wasn't as horrible as I heard it was going to be. But it's not that it wasn't horrible. You know, it's one of those movies where you just like, uh, I'd have to say probably something in the one and a half to two range. One and a half. I'll say one and a half if I have to narrow it down. All right. 1.5 from Steve because it wow. wasn't as horrible as he heard it was going to be. All right. But it was still horrible. But it was still, still horrible. horrible. Yeah. Evan, <laughs> what do you give this thing out of five clover fields? I'm going to give it a solid 3.5, Ben. <laughs> okay. Nice. So, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's a f- franchise straight across the board for you right across yep, the leaderboard 3.5 yep. all right all right so i'm gonna it's got it's got some language it's got a it's got some violence yep and uh but it was very interesting and i liked the ways that it was interesting and that's all i'll say that's all you See, can say mystery box yes that's probably the thing is is it was interesting, but I didn't like a lot of the ways that it was interesting. Okay. You know, I mean, there was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, and when Evan was probably saying, ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> interesting no, I was like, words. no, most of the time I was like, what the? <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of that. That's the thing. Yeah. And oh, I'm giving this thing a two, man. What? Yeah. Wow. I am giving this thing a two and I'll tell you why, Evan, there's some interesting stuff that's going on and there's some sci-fi ideas that they play with or try to play with. Uh, I totally see why this did not go into theaters. This, (laughs) this did not go into theaters because it would have been a bomb. It would have been a bomb and a half. Uh, It would maybe maybe a bomb and a half because that's how many, you know, stars that Steve gives it, but um, <laughs> I, I did not, did not like it. There, the the parts that were ridiculous were the wrong kind of ridiculous, and what? we will yeah. talk about it in the spoiler section. But it just, it bugged me. It annoyed me. There was interesting ideas that it was playing with that it just didn't fully. Right. Gel with me. There were things that didn't make sense, even in the context of a situation where things aren't supposed to make sense. This Uh, makes me sad. It should make you sad. This, because I'm not, I I, I don't know. I I hope I'm not the only one, but yeah, it just, it's on Netflix. So it's not going to cost you a a movie ticket. So go ahead and watch it. Uh, There's some fun performances in it. Um, The guy from the IT crowd is in it. (laughs) Uh, he, he was good. I liked him. Um, the guy, the the lead lead character, uh, I forget her name. Um, I'm not getting it quickly enough here. Uh, Baron Zemo is in it. (laughs) Um, Yes. Baron Zemo is in it. That's who he was. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm watching him just like, who is that guy? Yeah. I recognize him. I didn't figure it out till just now. 
Yeah, it's it's him. And he's also been in something else that I oh, what was it? I did my research, I promise, but I didn't write it down. Um but he was in another movie because I'm watching it and I'm like, ah, I'm gonna I, I gotta look this guy up on IMDb. I gotta figure out who this guy is. And and the Baron Zemo thing, and then there's something else where he he's he's a strong actor. He's he's good. And the lead, the uh the lead actress, I again don't remember her name. She's good. She's right. she brings the emotion and you you get some decent performances, uh, but some laughable effects and in some moments where it's supposed to be tense and you're just like, ha ha ha, ha that's and yeah. I experienced none of this. Well, we'll talk about it. And okay. I, I watched it on my TV, not on my phone. So that makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, because on my phone, maybe I wouldn't have noticed some of the effect stuff. But um, for you, I'm actually really surprised that you're saying about the effects because you're a special effects guy. I mean, you tell yourself as an effects guy, you say you, you have a hard time with crawl because you're looking at that and saying, oh, I can do better than that. I'm surprised you weren't saying I that can. about this movie. <laughs> I, I, why, why weren't you saying that about this movie? Like, uh, it just, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's so, talk about it then. That was, uh, yeah. So it's on Netflix. You know, you, you're not going to waste an hour and a half watching it. If you like sci-fi movies and, and want something that it tries to be thoughtful. So, and then we'll talk about the connections too, but that's our franchise review. Spoiler free. We're now going to get, we're going to dig into the franchise and we're going to talk about this movie and the other three, the other two movies, how they connect plus the third or the fourth movie in the franchise that's coming soon. Working title overlord. Um, that's a period piece. How would that connect? We'll talk about that after we play the spoiler organ. Spoilers. 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 Okay. It's all fair game. All these (laughs) movies we can talk about. Uh, Overlord, we can get some conjecture about it. But um, let's let's start with the paradox. Why don't you guys like this movie? Because there's it. some really dumb parts in this movie. Like, <laughs> the dumb, the, the good doesn't overwhelm the dumb for me. What was the dumb parts? The don't don't you dare say the arm because the arm is the best part of the whole movie. Then we have a problem with our friendship. Evan. <laughs> you know what? No, here's I the thing. Actually, the arm shouldn't have been as bad as it was. It should have I been like the arm. <laughs> The arm was great. Well, the arm. I love, okay. I love when the guy's like, what are you talking about arm? He's like, dying. no, that's funny. That's actually good in a comedy or in a movie that's lighter, but it felt out no. of place, but it was good. No. That's the guy. That's the IT crowd guy. Who's also, um, he's Natalie Portman's date in Thor, the dark world. And okay. He's great. He's great in everything he does. He's, but when the arm gets cut off, when that happens and when his arm is stuck in the wall and it, it just looked bad, it looked Whoa. bad. Dude, I don't even know. I am amazed about. at you that you are not saying it looked bad and that you are not saying I could have done better. What part of it looked bad? It just didn't look like it was what it was supposed to be, which is metal folding around and his arm moving around. It looked really bad. I had zero problem. Not one little bit of a problem with it. I thought I, it looked great. I did. I, I absolutely okay. did. Um, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I, it just, and the other thing about it is it felt small. This movie did not feel like big screen was not needed for this movie. This movie felt yeah. like an episode of, of black mirror, which it's like anything, yeah. anything could have happened, but what you got was, Oh, Oh, oh that's the thing that happened. No. Oh, the worms disappeared. You know, it's like, Oh, the, the, uh, here comes the arm. You know, it was like, oh, okay. The the woman appears inside the the wall inside, which was passably interesting. But then you're like, so like absolutely nothing of her was was biologically compromised. So she was perfectly fine later on in the movie. These things happen, and then they aren't, except for the arm. But even that, just they happen. They don't make sense, and. I'm just wondering, okay, so why are the rules of this universe? Is this the rules of this universe is that these wacky things happen? Why, why is she the only one who was transferred over to the space station from the other space station? Why does it have to make any sense? Because it's a movie on the other side of the, no, because they're breaking the fabric of the universe. And who says it's just the one universe that's crossing over. It's different. We'll talk about, we'll talk about the different dimensions. They're breaking the fabric of the entire universe and small things are happening. Yeah. You know, a guy loses his arm after he accidentally leans against a wall that just happens to be the wall that he's going to lose his arm. If he leans against it's, well, it's, and then water starts coming out of nowhere and everything. I mean, I, that water I was wasn't coming out of nowhere. And and I don't mind the idea that the space station is compromised. But these random things are happening that are never you, you don't come back to it. You know, the worms end up in the guy. What? Yep. Why? What Cause caused that to happen? The universe breaking. <laughs> The it's universe easy. breaking just, is you see that's a little yeah that's an excuse though you're you're <laughs> you're accepting anything is possible but the thing that anything that's possible is not doesn't feel like the universe is breaking it feels like random things to give you a shock it's sort of like if someone said you can have any amount of money and you'd be like ooh can I get twenty this? bucks twenty and bucks no, and can I get it any, in fives. <laughs> They do and, have a finite and, budget for this movie. This like felt very any, much like I'm, I'm not, the Twilight not, Zone. I'm not talking about the the budget. I'm just saying if if the, if it's ha- happening on a universe level, and it's like you can have any amount of money, twenty bucks. No, 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 any amount. Oh, okay, uh, twenty dollars and fifty cents. No, no, any amount of money, twenty one dollars. <laughs> I mean, it's like they don't understand. You're trying to give it this universal scope. And it's, it just, it doesn't, it feels like it's all confined within the ship. Yeah. And, 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 okay. Understandably it, it starts at the ship because they are what caused this to happen because they ran the particle accelerator and they shouldn't have done it. Okay. So they did this thing with a particle accelerator that they shouldn't have done. And then they end the movie, giving the technology to the other earth to say, yeah, go ahead and do this. It's going to help you. And we're going to go back and we're going to do it at home too. It's going to help us. Like you just cracked the universe, but you're going to use the technology anyway. And you're telling this other earth to use the technology. Did you guys right. not watch the movie? Yeah. No, they figured out how to do it safely in the correct way. And that's the information that they gave the second earth. And then they did the same process again, which reversed the initial process and then they did it the safe way on their Earth to get the unlimited energy. Dumb. 
I, but that's, I that think is you guys how it are, You guys are. No, I agree something. with you. That, that's uh, that's here's, how it here's the thing. I went into this ready for us to be gen to be gently surprised. Like, okay, what is this? I don't know what it is yet. And then it just kept going downhill. It started out. I'm like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Yeah, this is interesting. Okay, but then these things happen that are just random things with no consequence. And you could say yes. In life, that's the way life is. Random things happen. And so why not, when the universe is cracking, random things are happening specifically to these people? One I liked time. it a lot. It, um, because if you in the same sort of situation in the comic books, like in DC or Marvel, it's all very structured. Okay, we know exactly what's happening to the universe, and this is the effects it's going to cause, and there's rifts and stuff, and we got to use our superpowers to fix it. But I like I like this because it's very – like if something like that did happen to our universe, it would be random. We wouldn't know what was going on, and there would be nothing we could do to stop it almost. But it would be fantastically random. It wouldn't be closed room random. They're in the spaceship. They have the one set. They have that set, the car, and the bunker. Right. And that's and it. They could, so they could have, budget. They, could, they could show, like, you know, stars in the sky moving or, you know, something on a vast, huge level. It doesn't even they have to be show... on a vast, huge level. Here's my thing. The, in this movie, the, the universe is Jaws, okay? The universe is the alien. The universe is picking them off one by one. That's not random. It's just one by one. These people are dying because, and, and of course, then it gets into, they're killing each other too, which is also alien. in a lot of these other serial monster killer movies mm-hmm. um, where the people turn against each other and it turns out we were the monster all along, but it just, it just felt, I don't know. As, as things were happening, I, I thought, you know, this this might work in a in a comedy context where it's just joke joke yeah i've you heard know, people say random it random well thing happened um <laughs> it just it just didn't sit well with me and it didn't from a from a storytelling side for me i'm just like well what what are they trying to do here when they're not trying to i don't have to have everything tied up with a neat bowl i don't mind having things where it's just it's just unknown it's just a mystery, but the mystery has to feel it, it has to feel like it belongs together. It has to feel of a piece, and this didn't feel of a piece. Um, the I sentient, disagree. The sentient arm, like that's funny, <laughs> I like and that and I did like it, but it didn't feel like it fit in this movie. No, because why is it sentient? Because it is. Because Why the universe is, is breaking. So the universe is breaking. So that it gives life to an arm. Yeah. That was cut it, off. And it could be an arm from another dimension. We don't know. It's his arm. Maybe a version of his arm. Yeah. And, and I just would have liked them to have dug in maybe a little deeper and, and maybe given a little bit of explanation of why these random things aren't random. Yeah. And okay, you you find an arm that's ostensibly belonging to someone on the ship who lost their arm, and it's crawling around on its own, and it asks you to cut open a corpse from an, a, one of the other people who died, and you do it. You're like, what? 
Well, what would you not do it? Okay, yeah. Here, here's in that situation, Steve. I'm going to do, do it. it now. I, I'm I'm questioning where did this arm get this special knowledge, and why does it matter for them to cut it open? Mm-hmm. Cutting the guy open didn't help them with anything. The no, arm it just it, you showed know, it helped them find else. the Earth, the second Earth, by cutting him open. Yeah, because they found the gyro. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Did you guys watch the movie? I did, but man, okay. I was struggling. <laughs> I'm serious. I okay. did not like this movie. Yeah. Uh, Why was the gyroscope inside the guy? Same because reason the, the universe the is breaking. Uh, so but we're we're in a situation here breaking up then why not have something super massive happen have budget, the sky Steve. turn yellow no, 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 or no. something uh, evan you've got to stop saying budget man you've got to stop saying because budget is not an excuse here screenplay no, is an not. excuse here yeah S- screenplay is an excuse why yeah, is the, the thing... screenplay and then you fit the budget around it why if you is have the... to make changes then you do but yeah. why is the thing inside the guy because the universe is actually stacked against them the universe is doing these things to them. I don't think so. I think it's just how the cards fell. It's how the screenwriting it. cards fell. And it's all about, hey, the moments. This is a very postmodern film that's right. all about yeah. the moment. We're going to go from moment to moment to moment. And we have every single excuse because we can just say, like you're saying, the universe is breaking. So anything can happen. And so whatever we want to imagine is what's going to happen. It doesn't have yeah. to go together. It doesn't have to make sense. And if you're writing a story about everything not making sense, go for it. Yeah. But that's not the story they're telling here. Right. There, and, and, and it all goes back to you know, the whole, okay, so let's talk about the dimensions stuff. Because this could be one of the most greatest franchise moments ever, what they're doing with these dimensions. Or, but, but it all comes down to, it also could be really super lazy. <laughs> But it all comes yeah. down to a guy who wrote a crackpot book. The guy, by the way, has the same last name as John Goodman's character in yep, 10 yep. Cloverfield Lane. Could be related mm-hmm. to him. So maybe they're both conspiracy nuts. Um, <laughs> but the, it all comes down to this guy who wrote this book that says them doing this could break apart and put cracks in the universe and cause things to happen and break through here and in the future, and in the past, right? Right. So they've just written a free ticket. So Overlord is a World War II period piece. Don't know what it's about, but probably have monsters, right? Mm -hmm. Well, they just created the reason why it happens in that movie. Right. Because they cracked the universe, and in the past, it's being affected now. Yeah. So they basically made their own you know, a, a spackle to make anything, anything now. Yeah. You know, so, it, he, the, he could say, Oh, well, this star Trek is in the same universe too, because it's happening in the future. And if they see a monster, and there's slush show just... in star Trek, but yes, <laughs> exactly. um, but <laughs> here's where, here's the paradox and the paradox is within me. Okay. The paradox is this. I don't like what you're saying about, they're cracking the universe. So that's why this can happen. They're cracking the universe. That's why this can happen. And I don't like that, but I'm still struggling because have they created the best storytelling engine ever of how to tie these? Because you're not tying together these movies just because they said Cloverfield, you know, which in the first two movies, that's what it felt like. 
we have Cloverfield was the top secret title of the uh, found footage from the the right. people who had the camera that died in the end of that right. movie. And then 10 Cloverfield Lane is the street that the house is on where the bunker is. Right. Okay. Now we have Cloverfield now, Station. Well, no, we have the Cloverfield Paradox. The the station, I don't remember what the station was called, but the book. Yeah, it was Cloverfield. Was it? Okay. Cloverfield. The the yeah. book that the guy wrote is, is the Cloverfield Paradox, right? Right. And so here, there's our, there it is. We've just explained away everything with a one wave of the hand. We've explained why all these movies can be connected, even though chronologically Cloverfield took place in 2008 and 10 Cloverfield Lane took place in 2016. And this one took place in 2028. Right. We just created the paradox by allowing this, the ripple effect from this uh, thing that they did to extend into the past and, and into the future and into which the also, past. Yeah. Which also helps explain how a sentient arm from the future with foreknowledge of what would happen can come back in time and warn people about where a gyro is. Yeah. You hear what you're saying though, Evan. And I want you to know <laughs> that if this was not, if this was not this movie, you'd be complaining about this arm. Like this is the kind of thing you don't like. So yeah. the, the oh. arm, why does the arm have sentience? Because the universe is breaking. Uh, okay. So it's from the future then because the universe is breaking. Yeah. Well, they don't tell you. So no, they, they don't say that you know, you're, you're, you're using headcanon here, but that's what you do when you bring to a movie that, that asks you to think is you know, you're doing what the movie is asking you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, because you're right, they don't say the universe is breaking. They may have a completely different reason. Um, but the sentience of the guy's arm, it just, it doesn't, it, it, I, I just can't. <laughs> and and it's it's it's, it's so funny as well. It, it's it so moves, funny. But... It moves on its own. It has no connection to a body that it, it otherwise it can't move. So it's like it's 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 just it's there's just too many question marks following it, you know. And it's it this this whole thing, as interesting as it is, going through it. And as interesting as some of the pieces might be, it seems like it's the type of thing where 10 years from now, after they've made, you know, five more movies in the Cloverfield thing, and they're going to make one big one at the end and, you know, figure it all out and have the big, you know, like you said, the big bow at the end and all that stuff. And every single one of these little parts, it seems to me that they will have just been, this is the movie we wanted to put out and we put it out under the Cloverfield name at the time to continue people to be interested in this product to the point where 10 years from now, when we write another movie that is just going to have a bunch of stuff in it, it's just going to, it just so happens it's going to wrap up the entire thing. And every single one of these little instances will be the only reason why they will have existed was to keep our interest until we get to the next one. Yeah. And there'll, there'll be no, um, even if the last movie is fantastically awesome, I feel as though there would be no real, uh, like tying up all the loose ends, answering all the unanswered questions, all that I mean, stuff. There it's doesn't just need gonna to be. be 
like, but you know what? That's the attitude that I expect that they they don't think that there needs to be. And so all these, these things, once you get to the end, you'll realize this was sort of a waste of a movie, but the only thing it did was keep me interested until overlord happens and overlord, you know, whatever that's going to be about is going to be just another incident that keeps you interested in the franchise until it gets to the next one, until it gets to the next one, until it gets to the last one. And then they wrap everything up and everyone is going to be saying, Oh, that, you know, this was such an amazing franchise and how many awesome little vignettes and all the different facets of the gem and everything. But you're going to be looking at it saying you could have just had this last movie and it wouldn't have held up because it obviously needs all these other movies to base itself off of, but all the other movies basing itself off of, it doesn't wrap them up. It doesn't figure them out. It doesn't give you all the answers. And it's the same at the same time. You don't need any of them to have gotten the actual story. If they had actually put the time and energy into making that story work. Steve, I think most of what you're saying is just blind conjecture because of course it is. We don't know if there's going to be that sort of movie. I don't think there will be. We're talking about the man who gave us Lost, which clearly tied up every single mystery Absolutely that was presented. Here's, here's the thing, though. Here, here's the not. thing. If this if this movie was meant to be Red Dwarf or Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I, I could accept the arm and I could accept all the, the random weirdness happening because that's a universe that I – from the get-go, you know, I'm in a universe where crazy things are going to happen, where right. a guy can become, in, in the in the case of Red Dwarf, uh, a guy can become his own father, right? Accidentally, you know, and, and yeah. not not not. It's as weird as it sounds, but it's not as bad as it sounds because it's not as <laughs> weird as it actually sounds. Okay? And some similar but, thing happens in the Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, well, so you know? these things happening, the 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 sentient arm, you accept it because it's a comedy sci-fi, right? Mm-hmm. But in Star Wars, the sentient arm, you're not going to accept that. In Star Trek, you're not going right. to accept that. This movie right. starts out for me hard science fiction, where they're talking about all these different things. I mean, they are doing things. They're doing things with the rotation of the space station yeah. that is so interesting and so well done where they have the centrifugal force creating gravity in the different pods of the space station. And they're all going around. And when you are inside her room, and this is where your budget idea doesn't doesn't hold up for me quite because her room is going around in one circle, but it's on an arm that's going in an opposite direction. And the, then there's the space station itself that's, you know, the, the central part portion of it that's, that's, uh, stationary. And then you also have the star field on the outside. And it looks like, I don't know if it is realistic. <laughs> you know, I have no mm-hmm. way of measuring the realism, but I feel like research went into that. And I feel like at least research went into that to create it to look right, if not look correct. You know, it, it right. looks, it, it felt right, I should say. And I feel like, okay, so we're in a movie where there's this science, sciencey stuff. And then the gimme that they're asking for is we went, we crossed over into another universe and okay. So we're going to accept that even though that's not hard science necessarily, 
what's the way it happened. We're going to accept that. And it's very Star Trek-y. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in the Star Trek Mirror Universe episode, it's because yep. the four people from the Enterprise and the four people from the evil Enterprise, the same exact four people from both universes, happen to be taking a transporter down to the same planet in each of those universes. And there is a weird ion cosmic storm that happens at the same time in both of those universes. And so they swap places Mm -hmm. and they actually beam up to the wrong ship because all, and you accept it because it's 1960s Star Trek, right? They won't do that in modern Star Trek. Yeah. Um, And it's explained at least within the tech of the, the, the show it's explained. Obviously, transporters, there's no such thing. But the thing but, is, if well, there were... The point is, they did the same thing in this movie. I, I, I believe that explained. both of them... There's no explanation. Both of the space stations did the same thing at the same time. Is that, That's what created the accident. That's what I picked up from it. Uh, well, no, the I didn't pick up that at all. But no. the one from our universe survived, and the one from their universe did not. And the one from their universe had that one lady on it, and did not have the main character on it. The main character was still on Earth because she was with her family. And this is where they get into some interesting stuff. The idea of my family is down there. My family is down there. I just want to see my family again. And mm-hmm. there's and they, they bring up the questions. I'm glad that they went there. It's not your family. You know, right. those those people are not the same people. And you are not their mother, even if they are exactly the same as they were. Right. Or would have been. You were not their mother. And they went there and they did that. That's why I say there's interesting stuff going on, but right. it wasn't enough for me. So, yeah. But let's talk about the connections because this is where it gets really interesting for me. And I think, Evan, this is some stuff that you are enjoying as well. Is this, yes. is this one universe? Are uh, all multiverse, three, maybe. Well, well, I... I think they set it up where it could be a multiverse, but they've also set it up where it could be the same universe, even though the chronology doesn't work. Why could it be the same universe without the chronology working? Because the particle accelerator caused a crack to go back into the past. And so in 2028, the aliens did not attack in 2016 and the the monsters were not appearing in 2008. But in 2028, they created cracks in the universe that caused that to happen in the past. Right. And and so they just changed the past. And now you have – and that's – okay, so that's my – all three of these movies take place or at least like with Cloverfield Paradox start in one universe. Okay, it be, my – It could be they just cracked all the universes and yeah. everything's bleeding into each other. That's my that's my thought. My thought is it's cracked the membrane for multiple universes to collide because uh, the Cloverfield monster from the first one has a clear cut origin story already. Um, And so my thought is that it's brought that monster or its offspring into the paradox universe through a crack. I, I think each movie is its own universe. And this this recent one in the paradox, you get glimpses of another one that could be one of the original two. But I think each movie, you know, basically is telling the story of this dimension's uh, uh, incidents with Cloverfield. 
and then you know uh, overlord is going to do its own thing and then whatever movies come after that so when it comes to an end it's going to be like crisis on infinite earths type of a thing so that's that's the sense i get they could they should just call the next one the clover lord <laughs> <laughs> i was i was really disappointed that they didn't just in that universe of the cloverfield paradox just say you know this, these monsters have been around ever since you know for 20 years now mm. and that's why they're in such a terrible place as a planet is there's three or four of these monsters just roaming around the earth and so yeah it's going to create problems it's going to create you know conflict and it's going to create you know wars going on between nations and right. and this this then energy crisis comes out of that and 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 then you find out that there was one monster in Cloverfield in 10 Cloverfield Lane. That one monster has been taken care of, but there's a- aliens you know, and, and maybe they're connected to that that monster. And See, then, I wouldn't have liked that. Well, maybe not. And maybe it would have been too tight of a, a connection to make. But the monster at the end of this, again, I, I, I thought it was dumb. I loved it. <laughs> you loved that the same monster. Yes. Yeah. See, I, I thought it was dumb. I, I I didn't think they needed to go there. Now we don't know if it's the same monster. It's just it's the, the same, same design. Species. It's the same yeah. species. It, it may not be the same exact one. Right. But it it would it, it, it's like ten times the size of the the first one though. Oh, we don't know if that was just fog. Yeah, not. it could have been fog. You're yeah. right. Uh, it didn't but, feel uh, like it, but yeah. I really liked it i was very happy very very happy i thought it was a great ending okay so as far as movies that we're watching in real time like if we watch the movie today we're not going to agree on it evan now if it's a movie that you and i both saw 15 years ago we might agree on it (laughs) We might, we might, we might say, "Hey, remember this movie? Yeah, that was awesome." There's got to be a recent movie that we've agreed on. I don't know if there is. <laughs> I don't. Uh, well, no. There's, there's Transformers: The Last Night. We agree, yeah, very true on that. Yes. But, we like Jurassic World. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just. It's just been recently. <laughs> I yeah, because the things you're saying right now, it sounds like you and I are having the same conversation. About the arrival, but yeah. we just flipped it. And, we just flipped and the script. The Planet of the Apes <laughs> yeah. and the Last Jedi. <sighs> yeah, we just we just flipped the script, man. <laughs> yeah, we just we actually planned this beforehand, listeners. We decided, okay, are you going to hate the movie this time? Yeah, all right. It's I'll my turn. It it's my turn, Evan. Evan. Come on, <laughs> you you hated the last few. I've I've been I've been having to find reasons to like the last few movies. You guys don't know how much I really hated Last Jedi, but. I drew the you short guys have straw. To find a, you guys have to find a better way than just flipping that coin. I thought I'd throw Ben a bone this time. And no, uh, it, it, just, it. It, it is it is very interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we both weren't thrilled about uh, Godzilla the anime the last one. Godzilla? Yeah, the, yeah, the anime yeah, Godzilla. Yeah. No, it, it comes down to this: if one of us is going to like it, we both can't like it. I guess. But if one if if one of us is going to not like it, we can both we can both not like it. It's just right. when it comes to like agree. It, yeah. One no, of us like cannot it. like it if the other one does like it. So. Mm. Yeah. The ending 
may have been my favorite part of the film besides the arm part. So no, I, and yeah, I just, <laughs> I just didn't like it. I, I didn't feel like, I felt like it was unnecessary. I felt like it was fan service, you know, it's like, we're going to put this in there because it was the... serviced and I enjoyed it. All right. Um, so we got, we've got, uh, more connectivity with the brands and the, and the stuff like slusho and you got uh what is it terra terra something the yeah, japanese the, the company, company that was drilling for the slusho ingredient i in that those things are are interesting mm-hmm. and and cute if you notice them to me but they aren't they aren't universe connecting to me you know what i mean it'd be like if you saw coca-cola and you know both universes and you're like <gasps> <laughs> but they're like multiverse connecting. I kind of like it. Well, they're they're because then you're going further than that because it is going into Lost and it is going into uh, Star Trek. Yeah, and and it is going into even I think Super Eight might have even had some some connections in like Alias. That. Yeah, so yeah. those kind of things they're cute. Don't get me wrong, they're 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 fun to do, and yeah, they're 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 just not they're just not something that I get hyped up about. Yeah. And and maybe I would have liked seeing the monster at the end more if I'd liked the movie more. But I didn't. I just didn't. All right. And I understand, Ben. I know how you feel. I I wonder if my expectations <laughs> were too high because of 10 Cloverfield Lane. Well, when you go into a movie expecting there to be war between apes and humans, but then it just turns out to be a prison break movie. I understand how your expectations and then the movie itself can cause you to really not like a movie. So uh, maybe it's closer to you go into a I movie feel for you. because the movie before it was fantastic. <laughs> you know, like yeah, that 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 really is, uh, I think, maybe a part of my problem was that this one just was not as as good. And I when I when I heard the news, it's coming after the Super Bowl. I was like, this is really interesting. This is some some fantastic viral marketing, you know, where it's just going to pop. We're going to pop a commercial into the the most watched thing, the only thing that like everyone's watching ever in modern age, you know, because there's just <laughs> no shows like that anymore. But the Super Bowl is one of them, and we're going to pop it out there, and we're going to pop it onto Netflix, and and I, I, you know, whatever the quality aside. I, this wouldn't have done well in theaters. I, I just don't think it would have. And I don't think it would have felt big in, on the big screen. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, it would have got a lot of bad reviews real quick, and then people would have dumped it. Yeah, you know, just stopped. Yeah, but wanting to go see it. This way, they made a guaranteed money amount. The the production company, I think, was it Paramount? I can't remember who it was, but. They made a, a guaranteed money amount by selling the rights to, to Netflix and then Netflix is able to just keep it on there forever and and Netflix isn't isn't losing any money because they've they've got this weird pot of all this money from all the subscriptions every month that they're able to take and turn into you know movie licensing and, and TV licensing and original product and yeah. They're making like seven hundred million dollars a month, and just from subscribers, right? But it's not uh, for it's not for a specific thing. Like if you put the movie in theaters, 
that one movie has to make back its own money. Uh, and here it's okay. We put this movie out on Netflix. Uh, if it doesn't make back its money, it doesn't, there's no, it doesn't work that way anymore for them. It's not about it. The one thing making back its money. It's about bringing in subscribers. And the reason TV shows get canceled by them is because it's not doing its share. And so, so why would we do the next season if the first season isn't being watched as much as, as we would like it to, but stranger things that's getting people to sign up. So, yeah. uh, and this movie may have gotten people to sign up day of super bowl. I don't know. Same thing happened with, with CBS, with star Trek was the night that star Trek premiered, uh, with their premiere episode on CBS network their subscriptions went through the roof Mm. and broke all records for them. Wow. Because, yeah. Which reminds me, I need to cancel my subscription because the final episode aired and (laughs) I don't want to continue. Nice. Um, All right. All right. That's our episode. And we didn't talk about any like spiritual application for this thing, but you know, I, I really, I, I was enjoying the character of monk. Oh Yeah. And then yeah. he just sort of ends up getting a bad end. And it was just sort of like... But they all Ooh. did. They all did. <laughs> but why why start to put stuff in there if all you're going to do is just end it? You know, I mean, it... Diversity, Steve. Gotta have your token Christian. No, you don't. No, no, you no. very seldom have to have a token Christian. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But the the why do they die when they're storyline didn't get a good completion to the arc that's life man you know it is but it's death not happens movies. at inconvenient points in time right and if this was the first cloverfield thing that that would that would make sense which did happen in the first cloverfield thing i know but this wasn't it this was supposed to be like this movie <laughs> yeah. didn't really work out that way well yeah so life is not random that's that's the it application is. here well it's not in real in real life. It's not because real life is not because there is a purpose behind everything that happens, yeah. uh, and things that are meant for evil end up getting used for good. It's Joseph, by the way. Go to nmckidmen.com. <laughs> you can hear the story, of Joseph. You can hear some things that seem like random events. There's no, you know sentient arms or anything like that but there are weird <laughs> dreams random events that end up being used for good and and be, show these are all part of god's plan even the things that we do to actually foil god's plan god still uses those things in his plan because he's omniscient so right how's that things only seem random. there you go that's good yeah, yeah. not bad I am serious about the Joseph story because it's it's something I'm doing for my church. Evan's a part of it. He's the voice of Joseph actually in that. And we do it's it's a dramatized thing about the life of Joseph. So Yeah, it's been fun. Yep. Okay. I'm tired, Evan. I think you're tired. Steve, don't know about you because you're, be tired. you're a monster, tired. man. I gotta go <laughs> I gotta go catch the series finale of Downton Abbey with my wife. So <laughs> catch it. Is that thing still on? No. No, no. No. We're watching you're, through. You're it. at the series finale uh, already. Okay. Yes, Ben. 
man, that was destination television. The last bit of destination television for me was, was Downton Abbey Sunday nights, date night with my wife. Wow. We don't watch anything on live TV anymore. <laughs> and I was just watching Iron Man three or yeah. Iron Man three. When uh, happy Hogan's put in the hospital and Tony Stark's in there with him. He's like, Downton Abbey Sunday night. He wants to watch it. Put it on PBS right now. Put TV on PBS. <laughs> I just watched that this weekend. And That's like, so funny. Yeah. Hi, I remember Sunday nights. <laughs> so, all right. All right. Thanks, guys. Any final words? Speak now or forever hold your peace. I have a final word. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the young girl in this movie, mm-hmm. her real name in real life is Clover. Yes. I saw that in the credits. Yeah. Weird. Hmm. So that's my um, final word. But what's hmm. her last name? Knee. N-E-E. Ah, eh, Clover Knee. That's nothing. Never mind. Sounds, sounds made up. Her, her name's if it's just Clover. That's not that's not enough of a coincidence to be a. Yeah. Oh, I had a I had a <laughs> I had a PE teacher in elementary school named Miss Dangerfield. Is a PE teacher, and then she got married, and then her name changed to Mrs. Fields. Wow, that woman was born to teach gym class. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah. education. Anyway, okay. Last Doglings. US. Doglings.us. Check it out. They did our episode artwork, and uh, you can get some awesome graphic design, character art, logo design, especially for like athletic stuff, like team mascots and things. So check them out. Doglings.us. That's right. They did our caricatures that are on our Facebook page and the website and the episode. Uh, well, the the podcast artwork. Right, not for, the episode artwork. Yeah, yeah. correct. Cool. And you know what my last word is going to be, so I'm just going to say it. It's not random. It has purpose. It's not just happening. It's something that I do on intentionally. Whether the universe is cracking or not, I want to wish you Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast hosted by Ben Avery. Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jay Samuel. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter, where we are at Strange and Alien, or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-3780. And once again, thanks for listening. What would Steve think about this?